Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hey, 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 it's Faye OJ and you're tuned into The Motion, where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is guaranteed to get your emotions in motion. Each episode, I'm joined by some guests with conflicting opinions, and they engage in a little bit of a tug of war with my opinion, hoping to sway my vote to their side of the motion and win the debate. This episode is brought to you by Quanda in collaboration with Warp Studios. Quanda is a platform designed both to help and encourage individuals giving back to and building within black communities. Welcome to the season finale of The Motion. We're going to be seeing if season two lived up to the hype of season one. Today's topic is, are sequels better than originals? This is like our like 30th episode. I haven't actually been counting. The other day I realized we had 28 and I was like, oops, did it highlight the 25th? Wow. Did it highlight the 15th? I have with me today my two favorite listeners. Why are they allowed to introduce ourselves? Yeah, can't we just be like <laughs> Okay. It's not part of this, not how it's done here. I want to start with you, Iowa Wande. You had a lot to say a few seconds ago, didn't you? <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Iowande. You probably know me from the first episode of season two, which did mad numbers. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. We're talking about child influencers. I am on a podcast called the Chatterbox Podcast. And yeah, I'm currently like fun employed. Man like Ali, whose intro will probably be two seconds. It will. I'm the guy. It's Ali humble guy i'm out here not really much else to say this guy's always doing bits he doesn't like to gas himself so i guess he can teach us all how to be humble mm. thank you why did you look at me when you said that <laughs> <laughs> topic today as i said are sequels better than originals Iowande will be on the side that originals are better than sequels because she hated season two of the motion and ali is a motion rider and he'll be riding for gang, gang. sequels and season two. So I'm gonna give Ali the privilege of beginning with his opening statement. Firstly, I feel like when we talk about originals being better than sequels, I think we kind of have to define it because it's quite like a, it's quite a broad thing to like listen to, do you know what I'm saying? When we think about it, the sequel, it can't just be the originals done so well that they're just making another one because that's not a sequel, that's just like selling out. I feel like a sequel is when you have like an idea or a plan in any artistic wave and you kind of keep that going. So whether that's in movies, whether that's in music, whether that's in books or whatever it is, the artist has thought about it before and they've kind of executed it. Now, the reason sequels I think are better than the originals are because, well, firstly, with the sequel, it's better for the artist because like, you'll get to express yourself. Sometimes it's hard to do it in one thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like season one, can't have all the debates and the motion. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have season two. Secondly, it's also better for the audience as well because it gives you something to hold on to. It shows you that the artist is not just a one-hit wonder. True say there's hella sequels that don't bang, but equally I can tell you hella like standalone originals that are whack as well. 
can I just first say that I did not hate season two of the motion. I Cap. don't understand why this girl has come here to say that. No, I did not. I can we have no rebuttal in the opening <laughs> statement, please? I feel like the original allows the artist to really express themselves more creatively because of the fact that there isn't an expectation from the audience in terms of what it is that the artist is going to deliver. So I think for the artist, it really helps with the creative process if there isn't a lot of expectation from the audience that they're putting it out to. With the originals, you have the opportunity to get it wrong. And if it doesn't go right, you can actually just scrap the whole proje project or move on to something else. With a sequel, if you get it wrong, it is like abysmal. It is horrible and you will never let that, let that down. Strong openings. It's now time for me to stir the pot a little bit and get these two on their feet with some questions. I'm gonna start with you, Ayawande. I just have to ask. I just have to ask. I want you to be honest. What were your opinions of season two of The Motion? I just knew she was gonna do this today. In. Like, that's why she's so gassed in. about this, you know? Okay, to be very, very honest with you, season two was so much better than season one. Okay? And I would say. Season about season one then. <laughs> do this so many haters on here guys actually as someone who saw the behind the scenes of the making of season one i understand that having that break between season one and season two she allowed herself to really get into her bag in terms of changing the creative direction reinforcing ideas that she wanted to do in season one that maybe she wasn't able to and it was so clear and so obvious by the quality that we saw in season two but i would say that you know feo j as a creative Jeez. she's an exception you know a Jeez. lot of people may not be able to do it the way Feo no, J did. Do you know what she's, I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? You've won. <laughs> You've won the debate. You've won the debate. <laughs> no, I I completely hear what you're saying. And that is why I have to ask you because I don't think it's a case of sequels being worse. I think it's a case of the creative. So a lot of the times, let's say with film, you're pitching a concept, people don't back it as much. Your budget is limited, but you prove your stamp in season one or, or the original or the first album or the first book it's basically a pitch it's actually a pilot mm. you know you're pitching what the idea is people get behind it budget increases then you have time to literally fly creatively in the sequel and you know i don't want to make this a conversation of examples or like the godfather 2 toy story 2 but there are tons you know what i mean there's, yeah. there's no point doing that it's, it becomes boring yeah right. but the fact is that when the creative prowess is there you're given the wings to fly in the sequel yeah we're not going to do examples like you said but um, for keeping it local, I think of Roll Safe, right? right. Um, and what he did. And actually, he chose to step away from all of that because he had bigger ambitions and didn't want associations to RS or whatever it was he did there. And I think if he did a sequel, would it have topped what he did? And going to your talk about budget and time and all these other things, you could say that budget for that was <laughs> next to nothing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you could say that he probably was just, you know, doing it off the cuff, off the fly. Um, and I think that is when the rawness comes out of the creative because it's like, this is do or die for me. But once the money, once the budget, once all that backing comes in, it's like, oh, well, I don't know. I just feel like there's a certain level that is never exceeded and is never actually um, touched because of the fact that now you have um, a whole production behind you. It's not do or die anymore because, you know, if this if this doesn't bang, I can just go and do something else. I've, I've made the money from the first thing. So that's my thing. And I think him stepping away from doing a second part or following that on was such a good idea 
because it allowed him to not be associated with that character, unlike someone like Michael Dapper, who is just associated with. So I have a question. Can I go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the season finale, mate. Okay, there ain't no rules. Come on, Do you think then that is the nostalgia of like us as consumers that just prefer the first thing, or do you actually think the first product is like objectively better usually? I think, yeah, that's definitely a good point. But also, more time, that's saying too many cooks spoil the broth, right? When you, when you get into the next level, you have more people who have a say. Mm. More people are on the table. More people mm. who are saying, you can't say it like this. You have to do it like that. Um, I think of Dave Chappelle when he was doing Chappelle's show in the start. It was like um, he could have continued on, right? He had the money, he had the backing, but then rules were coming in and it, it just wasn't as fun. It's not as fun for the creative, right? If you have people telling you you need to meet this deadline, this, that. So it's not just a consumer nostalgia thing. It's also can the creative deliver in the way that they want to without having all these um, barriers now that the big company is backing them. Beautiful interjection. And it just, it just <laughs> led me on to um, my next question for you, Ali, because I don't really have issues with sequels. My issues are with the sequels to the sequels. Yeah, I And then the sequels to the sequels to the sequels. Because people do not know when to stop. In music, there's Eminem. In films, there's X-Men. X-Men Dark Trilogy. Dark Dark Do you know what I mean? So it's like the sequel is that like sort of, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever. And that's definitely not the right expression. But Why do you always do this on the mission? I do this in real life. It gives way to so much nonsense. They know the audience is there because the first one was so good and they, they lose sight. They just don't care. They just know people are going to turn up and then yeah. you've got Fast and Furious, you've got X-Men, you've got all the people that just don't know where to stop. All because of that first sequel. So what's the question? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> is that the question? That is, that is okay, the question. Um, I'll try and answer that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. That's why at the start I said like when people try and do sequels for the sake of it, I don't really like, I wouldn't actually count those as being sequels mm. just because it's not your intention for it to be a sequel. It just so happened the first thing banged in that Fast and Furious one and another one and another one, even like DJ Khaled and that. But, <laughs> hey. but, but really and truly. <laughs> <laughs> good one. It's a good one. Good one. It took me that a took you time. It took me a little bit. It took me a little bit, but I got there. <laughs> but I go back to thinking like, so for example, like if we take, Eminem or like Jay-Z or something like that. Like Blueprint 1, Blueprint 2 sick. There was no need for Blueprint 3. He was mm. just kind of falling off allegedly or arguably at the time. So you felt like, you know what? Let me keep this nostalgia back in. Let mm. me come back. Eminem, same thing. He fell off. So he decided to come back with his whole thing. He never came Again, back. Again, didn't, didn't <laughs> slap. But then you have other people who really and truly, like they think that like cool, like, Again, I know I always give this example, but like someone like Nipsey Hussle or something like that. Mm. You rest know? in peace. The marathon, rest in peace. The marathon, the marathon continues, victory lap. Like that's something he decided from day dot. It didn't matter. Like if anything, getting more people on board just allowed it to, for him to make it bigger and better. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like really take it to the next level of his vision. So I think, yeah, like if it's done for the sake of like, if it's not planned, sorry, if it's not planned and just kind of happened, just kind of riding off the back of your initial wave, I don't really think that's like a sequel in it. That's just you just being a sellout. That's just you just doing it for the clout and that. Whereas if you genuinely think of making a sequel or a trilogy, then yeah, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Is it fair to classify bad sequels or non-intended sequels as not sequels though? 
Yeah, no, like, but it depends. Like, of course, like, I'm not saying that every sequel is sick, but mm. I'm saying that, like, if it's done for the right reasons, there's more likely chance of it being better, both, as I said at the start, it's better both for the person creating it and for their audience. Like, if it's in the r- with the right intentions or it's pre-planned as part of your vision. But if not, then, like, yeah, like, it probably won't bang. And mm. that's not how I would define it as being a sequel. Do you know what I'm saying? Fair like, enough. So it's all about intention. There's a phrase, and again, it might not be the phrase, but you're only as good as your last something. Okay. Something, yeah. you're, only, <laughs> you're only as good as your last something. Okay. You heard it? I mean, I kind of get yeah. it. You heard it? You heard it? Uh, yeah. I don't know it's if a, I've heard that one. I've heard it now. <laughs> you're only as good as your last something, something. right? Mm-hmm. That's and powerful. So I That's <laughs> deep. Hit me in my soul. So I'm wondering, right? Yeah. And I'm going to go back on my word because this is why um, on past episodes of The Motion, I get into it with, for example, Waz, because he's always saying, you know, Drake Drake puts out and puts out and puts out. And I'm like, okay, but Lauren has one and a half albums and they they like made their stamp. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to go back on that philosophy and say, to what extent are you good? If, if you can't reproduce, yeah. are you a fluke? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it enough to judge you by? To give you your flowers? Should I give you one flower? (laughs) Or can I not have a sequel to the flower and give you flowers? What is it? I feel that it's not fair to say that to a creative. Lauren Hill, for example, you brought her up. She gave you one of the best albums probably in a long time. One of the best. Top 10. Do you know what I mean? Top one. Um, Like just flipping that question back on you, you would never say that Lauren Hill can't reproduce, right? Because you've seen her do concerts, you've seen her in other bags, right? Didn't just she because not turn up for her concerts. I mean, she did actually show up, but there it's her be, brand. There will be absolutely no Lauren Hill slaughter. I mean, this, you would, this, you tried it just then. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> you not. tried it. Going back to what we were talking about, it's not about people not being able to reproduce. It's about not reproducing in this bracket. You need to be able to reproduce in another bracket yeah. and move on and not stick along this route and this path that you have paved for yourself just because it popped off the first time. I can't think of a creative, I can't think of someone who does anything like entertainment music, books, blah, 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 who we can say they can't reproduce just because they haven't given you a sequel. I don't know. I don't think that question is fair. It's not fair. Life's not fair. <laughs> like, can you think of someone who Life. hasn't reproduced that you say, you know, do you uh, have an example? I do have an example. Who? I, d- I need to think about it. But <laughs> I, do, I do definitely have an example. I feel like there are a couple of musicians that only, have, give you like one that only have one album. They can't come back. No, I just feel it's not. It's a matter of not falling under the pressure from the consumer of like, we want more music. We want more mm. books. We want more this. You don't need to fall under that pressure. The thing of what you just said about pressure, actually, yeah. is uh, unfortunately a lot of the reasons why people overrate sequels mm. in a negative manner. Mm. So <laughs> some may say that's underrating. <laughs> a lot of the reasons why sequels fail mm. is because of too much pressure. Mm-hmm. So what you just said about pressure and not giving into pressure is why sequels are needed because, because the consumer has created a story in their head. They might want their favorite characters to end up together or they might not want someone to die or mm. they et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because they've created those stories in their mm. head. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, is it fair just because that story isn't what, yeah. what you thought it was or is yeah. it make you feel exactly how you how the first one made you feel Mm. is it fair to just say it's trash 
an example is Game of Thrones, right? Which, I mean, is a bad example to an extent, but a lot of people were criticizing them for the way they ended the last season to the point that these guys literally, on the day the last episode dropped, they turned off their phones, they like deleted social media because they could not deal with it because they knew what they had done, but they are allowed to do that. They are the ones who have the creative freedom. We should be, as consumers, watch it objectively. And I think even when I watch it objectively, it's bad. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, even when I'm, I remove my associations and I say, okay, whatever, da-da-da, it tends to be bad. I have a bit of a psychological question. Ali, to what extent, like, psychologically, when you want something and you don't get it and you're sort of, like, lingering on, like, mm. oh, like, I, I want it. So say your favourite show has been cancelled and you didn't want it to be cancelled, you know, you're, you're wanting more. To what extent is the idea of, like, wanting more stronger than getting it? Big facts. I think I think like people's desire of like wanting something is definitely way bigger than like the actual thing itself. Like even if you look at, for example, Dr. Dre, like man is supposed to be dropping detox for like twenty years. <laughs> he drops some next thing, didn't really slap. Well, I, didn't, yeah. I haven't heard it to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I haven't no. heard it, but yeah, no, I I definitely think that's bigger. But like at the same time, like this kind of what I said to you earlier is that like. But that shouldn't go away from the fact that maybe the sequel is better than the original. It's just our perception of what the sequel should be kind of like distorts what it actually is. Isn't that why there shouldn't even be a sequel in the first place? Because the expectation for that is just stupid high yeah, that people can't even see it for what it is and appreciate it for what it is because they're thinking, oh, you gave me this. So why can't you replicate it to this level? If I'm creating something, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to do it. Because, because now you're going to tell me that I can't do this anymore. Because I didn't match your expectation, which was stupid in the first place. But if the person's like, cool, if it's like, I don't know, like Batman or something. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, well, I'm going to give you Batman trilogy. Like, mm. big man, face mm. it. One, you don't like it. Two, you're going to like yeah. it. What? You know what <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine letting a stupid expectation stop you from producing because you mm. said your expectation is stupidly high in the first place yeah. but imagine yeah. letting stupidity stop you from producing greatness Jeez. no but write that down <laughs> okay just an open question like mm. not argumentative what are your thoughts on just say a sequel where it's like year by year by year or those 10 year sequels where the first project comes out and then 10 years later yeah. something else comes so I know Avatar 2 is still Fresh in like Prince. the what's yeah. it called yeah. the Fresh Prince thing coming out I one day is like screwing up her face yeah. no because yeah, those are literally it. just money grabs yeah, hundred, genuinely hundred, hundred, <laughs> hundred, the 10 year ones so you think you grabs. think they're more money grabs than yeah. just say a project that comes out a year after where the yeah, buzz is literally still there 100%, 100%. interesting okay so <laughs> let's get into this so yeah, no, so well, firstly, well, I forgot what I was going to say earlier, but uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, on on this question. So I think, yeah, no, those are 100% money grabs because you can even tell because like the time has gone on, like you did not plan for like the friends after your 10 seasons, you might not have done out here. It was gone, you know what I'm saying? But people clamoring for it back. So now you're like, you know what? Let's just do it again because yeah. we know we can get peace from it. So Ooh. I wouldn't nostalgia think... Nostalgia comes in as exactly. well. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. when the whole nostalgia factor mm -hmm. comes in. And also, yeah, but then going on in terms of sequels, I can still think you can deviate and move out of your structure, yeah. but still stay within a specific theme when you're doing a sequel. Because like a sequel is not just replicating what you're doing. Mm -hmm. A sequel is also about like growth, development, doing mm -hmm. something very different. Mm -hmm. Again, staying on the Kanye West example, like mm -hmm. late registration is very different to college dropout. Yeah. Graduation yeah. is Ooh. very different to college dropout. But there's like a theme that ties it together yep. that just really like 
connects. Do you know what I'm saying? It's relatable when people listen to it at any stage of you are in your life. Exactly, yeah. yeah like, it connects to a different level. So, yeah, like, but then, again, that goes back to what we were talking about previously. Like, you can do a sequel, like, High School Musical, and you can just replicate, and it's just yeah. not good. That's more commercial. That's First more of all, commercial. High School Musical 2 is the best. Are you serious? <sighs> you guys, you, you, I've never seen it, so I'm Choose better examples. Completely agree. Like, the 10-year thing is 100% money grabs. Yeah. I think year, the one where you're doing it, you know, a year after a year... Um, I think it's interesting that you think that because your whole idea, I guess, is, you know, deviating and, you know, doing new projects. So mm, surely mm, 10 years later, it's pretty no, much a new project. No, no? it's Tell not. Fail, 10 years later is not a new project. 10 years later is, hey, let's get a bunch of fresh new actors to come and do exactly what we did yeah. 10 years ago with the same structure, right. with the same themes, so it's not with the okay. same everything. Okay. You made it all the way here, so you might as well pause the episode and send it to a friend and come right back. I know I've allowed for a lot more interjections than I normally do, but it's now time for the main debate. Michaela Cole, right? Yeah, I'd may destroy you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you want to see a sequel to that? On the one hand, there are so many loose ends that would be interesting to see in the season two, but on the other hand, Season one had a very specific focus, like spoiler, she's trying to deal with being raped. I'm having her book deal dropped, like all those things. It's it's very specific. So I feel like a sequel does make sense because there are loose ends, but it would have to, I think they'd have to change the theme. It can't be so specific on that topic because I think they covered so much in so many different layers mm-hmm. of sexual assault, which made it like a really, just an incredible moment, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think as a show structure, there's definitely like more to go. We've never seen a show like that in the UK. Yeah. And I think it'd be such a shame to have that taken away from us. But then again, Michaela Cole, she's given us a lot. She gave us chewing gum. She's an incredible writer. I don't doubt she'll be able to give us another project that will still blow us away. So didn't really answer the question, but um, I, I think, think there's room for, I think there's room for a sequel, yeah. but I think it would have to change direction. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I don't think we need a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like shocker. No, we, not even, not even just trying to argue or stay on my side. We really, really don't need a sequel. Um, I think even with loose ends, it's okay. I can form my own idea of what may have happened because it's such a realistic show. This could have happened to someone that you know, your friend, and I can form my own conclusions and completions without having to see it portrayed and played out um, on screen. And I do think because the project was so specific she would have been in a particular bag creatively to put that out. Really interested in this question Ali has for me. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you think season two was better than season one of the motion? <laughs> I think I did. Mm. Yeah. I think I did because I had done it before. So I was less, the, the behind the scenes, right, was less stressed. I feel like the excitement wasn't there. The excitement subsided a lot earlier. Um, I think season one, it took me to about maybe the episode 12 to burn out. Season two took me to about episode four. And I think that's because of external things such as quarantine, quarantine, Mm. not being able to go to the studio and starting and ending in lockdown. Like being in the studio today and having that source of like new energy. You know what I mean? It's, It's literally ignited something in me. So I do hear that in terms of starting a new project and seeing things from a new perspective. But is the quality higher than season one? 
absolutely definitely the guests that we got this season the topic range like i felt like it was a production mm. whereas season one was quite like amateurish i love both to be honest i love both and did you want to do season two like was that always in the plan or was that kind of something that went along and you were like you know what this is wavy so i didn't even know we were going to do seasons yeah. i naively thought i'd be able to do this every week mm. <laughs> every week 24 7 365 <laughs> until i was like hold on that is a uh, 52 times two that's 104 guests to source that's a that's 52 topics it's a lot it's a lot so it was more of a season one leads to end and i don't want to end the motion i got a question oh. for you ali along the lines of what you were saying before about the intention like, oh so you God, were talking about... Why are you rolling your eyes, Because no, no. <laughs> I wanted to the say view, something the at the time. I was like, <laughs> that intention Let's put the camera back on. <laughs> it ain't. You were talking about how when you have that intention behind making the sequel and whatever comes after that, it tends to bang. And actually, I don't... Think that's I what I think that's what you said. I didn't say that it if, there was an, if there was a, if it, it, it does bang. You said it does bang. No, I didn't say it does bang. What I did you say? I said like, it's more likely to bang. It's more likely to bang. Okay. I think, yeah, fair enough. It's probably more likely to bang, but there's, there are so many situations that even with the intention mm. of writing a trilogy or, you know, having that storyline yeah, beforehand, yeah. when it comes to execution post the first thing, for some reason, a lot of people tend to fall, it, I don't know, they never see it through the way it should be seen through. And mm. I'll just give an example, such as the Hunger Games or the Divergent series. They were books that were turned into movies. When mm. we actually came to watch the, the second and third, the books were planned out to be three. It didn't need to be drawn out. It could have actually just been summed up better into one movie as opposed to three. When it comes to intention, do people actually get it right? Um, even if they've planned out the story, because I, I, I really don't think they do. I do think like coming to that completion, that's way more like better for both sides because you're really bringing it full circle what you're doing and you're showing your audience that you have an array of skills. You can do it more than once. You can really see this theme through. I think that's the power of sequels. It's about having a theme and whether it's like music or like movies or even books, like I feel like that power of themes is something people can really attach themselves mm. to. And that's why like sequels or trilogies or like series in general, why they can be quite powerful. But yeah, of course, like it can go wrong in it, but it can mm. even, as I said earlier, it can even go wrong if you just have a standalone thing as well. So, like, because I, I think know. the standalone thing, it does, yes, it did whet the appetite or anything like that. But actually, if you don't follow up, for example, I, I love examples. The Lauren Hill thing. More time, I also do think like Lauren Hill is also like an anomaly. Like that is mm. just such like a masterpiece mm. for like 90% of people. You don't really do that. You kind of have to prove yourself a little bit more. Mm. And like my question, like kind of throwing it back to you is like, actually not really a question, it's more of a thought in general. It's yeah. like, would it have been better for Lauren Hill to kind of keep that like miseducation vibe going yeah. if she did do another project? Or would you as, or you Fergie as like a Lauren Hill fan, would you have liked to see her just do something completely quay, like just something different entirely? So I have an answer for that and a question followed by the answer. I have um, an answer for that as well. Okay, Jeez. so, uh, <laughs> wow, we've got a lot of answers yeah, and questions. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like we're a podcast. <laughs> um, so Lauren, who actually did do something that was completely different, which in my opinion is so underrated, and it's her MTV yeah. Unplugged album, and it's literally a concert recorded. So many um, songs have been sampled from that um, project and it's literally mm. the mo it's the rawest piece of work 
musically that exists. Like, find me another one. You can't. You okay. won't. You <laughs> won't. All Falls Down, that's where that sample okay. came from. ASAP Rocky Purity is from I Gotta Find Peace of Mind. Such an honest project. And um, what, what would I have preferred? I don't know what this answer is, but yeah, it exists and it's incredible. Like, following from your question, I think of artists that have been, if we're staying in the music bag, that have passed away, sadly, and haven't been able to realize a career to yeah. a longer extent right and the way we sort of immortalize them think about a tupac if he was here right now and gave us continual sequels to his project how would we have you know sort of received that or are, are we even seeing his project because because he passed away because he's been he has been immortalized do we elevate what he did because we never got to see how his career would have like um, panned out. For example, a Jay-Z, God forbid, if something had happened. I know people put respect on Jay-Z's name, but would we have seen him on that same level of like Tupac and Biggie if something had happened in the past? So I think what's so unique about what Lauren Hill did is that she's alive and she never actually even continued like the rest of her peers did mm. to feed the appetite of the consumer, to continue to put out projects. She did what felt right and you know won so many grammys all that kind of stuff and just never came back to it and never fell under that pressure and i think i think of people today such as frank ocean who don't really need to continually um put out music if they don't want to because the original was so amazing and it's okay for someone to just have that original and have that there and then go and you know go and explore and be an artist take fenty for example why are you people demanding her to come back she does not need to come back appreciate what she did what she did with that album anti which is her best album till this day artists only pass away or be immortalized yeah. in order to rate what their original and what they gave um on the first or their best piece of work basically that's an interesting yeah. point the double standards between the dead and the living see the thing is yeah like i fully agree with you mm -hmm. but like i feel like you're slightly straying away from the argument mm. in the sense that like Ooh. because really and truly like you're kind of i feel like you're kind of more talking about like just like follow-up projects yeah. in general whereas like with like the debate is a bit about like sequels so mm -hmm. like something that's like kind of going through a theme of what you're trying to do and in fact like you said like if you, you do something which you want to do like something which is your idea to do yeah if you do that properly in like a sequel I feel like that is something that can be like a moment or a project in itself that can actually be really appreciated by your fans and be really beneficial for you as well. Kanye West, for example, mm. like if he had the initial like college series, mm -hmm. that was really like a pivotal, pivotal moment for his career. And as fans, like how we view him today is yeah. still based on that mm. initial sequel that was well thought out something that was intended for him to do yeah. and that's why it was like a powerful piece of art you know i think that's a very good point but my my point with sequels the question i was going to ask you about the structure right mm -hmm. you lay out a structure he has a theme he has something that he mm. follows he has this plus this plus this should equal that and that's what made the original there's this likelihood that you follow that same structure in your sequel because it worked the first time i want to try it again with sequels they tend to stay within the structure in the kind of industries that we're talking about sometimes deviation from structure is so much more important and i do feel that deviating from structure the best way you can do that is just by moving on and doing something else what's no your way. favorite sequel i'd say the dark knight series definitely that's cold because Big one. it just improved every yeah. single time. Mm. And I think that was also just because of the way the Dark Knight is, the only running theme is 
Batman, right? Every sequel has like a new concept or a new um, villain or facts, a new, you know, yeah. For you know, they could have run with the Joker thing for <laughs> three yeah. series, yeah, for three yeah. um, movies, but no, they gave you Bane, they gave you other people, <gasps> which was just like. Bane was a sick villain. Oh, he right. was moving wicked. God, it was and the funny thing is, though, a lot of people, yeah, you think, like, how can you beat, you know, the Joker? How? Heath Legend. Like, how? Heath, Heath Legend. Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Ryan just gave a love child between Heath Ledger and John Legend. <laughs> Rest in peace. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like, you, and then Bane comes, let you forget it's Tom Hardy. Like, fam. Incredible. Insane. Superhero yeah. and villain and comic books are. Mm -hmm so interesting like mm -hmm. to bring it to the conversation mm -hmm. because imagine if Stanley stopped Oof. as first comic no no I would yeah. have no life no like, no <laughs> I would actually have no it's life it's not even you, no mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite standalone film favourite standalone film that's difficult and it is difficult isn't it because it's hard to it's actually not. leave your stamp yeah. I would say it? okay my favourite standalone film that I actually wanted a sequel for is The Truman Show Banging film. Amazing. That's a serious um, film. Like, first time I watched it, oh my god, yeah. mind blown. Incredible. What's film. you guys' favorite standalone film that you wished you had a sequel to? Ooh, put man on the spot still. Yeah, yeah. what? No, yeah. it was <laughs> it's a tough question. Yeah. It is, it is. Forrest Gump. Mm. That's a. That film is moving kind of like. Yeah. A lot going on, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like, a lot. Did you, did you want to see? Did you really want a sequel to Forrest Gump? <laughs> Maybe like Forrest Gump in like his ute or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what's he saying with social media? No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. What about you? Do I say Coach Carter? No, I don't need a sequel to Coach Carter. Like Coach Carter's sequel would have slapped. Do you think? No, it wouldn't have. I don't think we need a sequel to Coach Carter. Like, what are we gonna do? Follow them on their basketball journeys through college? Like, I think he had a job and he got it done. Like, let me know if strikes accordingly. When the guy says, "Our greatest fear is not that we're do do do. Our greatest fear is that we're." Oh my gosh! No, I can't. What did you say again, Fe? Our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our greatest fear, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know off my heart. A lot of the films I want sequels to are when the sequel is like been in place and yeah. it gets cancelled because I, I like trash films. So like, yeah. um, <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh I actually gosh. really wanted to see Shaylee Woodley. Like, I wanted to see how they were gonna do with like the Mary J. Blige thing. You know Spider-Man, have you not seen the yeah. one where it's hella like animated and stuff? Yes. Oh, it's so the good. Yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah, a sequel yeah, to yeah. that. Hey, so usually it'd be time for the closing statements, their final opportunity to get me on their side. But the vibes were just too heavy and we deviated a little bit from the topic, but we had a great conversation and it would be remiss not to share it to you. Do you want a Black Panther sequel? Like, do you think Black Panther has Ooh. stood stood well, like like aged well? First of all, rest in peace, rest in Chad peace Chadwick. Rose, obviously, like, Chad, obviously yeah, yeah. first things first. Yeah. You know what it was? I really like Black Panther, then Infinity War came and it really did just blow it out of the water. To be completely honest, and this is from a black girl seeing like the first yeah. black superhero, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, but to be objective, yeah. Infinity War, Infinity War and then Endgame, mm. Endgame, I was crying a bucket yeah. at the end. Like, yeah. and I saw it again and I still yeah. cried. Like, mm -hmm. it's just incredible. So I think when you compare that and like that, they came after each other. Yeah. I know it's not a sequel, but it did no, really no, no. just like blow it out of the water. So I haven't actually like, literally, I haven't rewatched Black Panther since um, that. Whereas before it came out, I was like watching it like a lot and stuff right. like I think that. So Black Panther is a difficult one because it was a cultural moment yeah, for facts. a lot of people. Oh. It, it was huge in that sense. But when you actually watch Black Panther for what it is, 
it's just okay. Okay. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's just yeah. okay. Yeah. I think the storyline is just okay. What makes Black Panther is the moment, the soundtrack, the um, cast, and also the visuals yeah. were just outstanding. It was unbelievable. The way they realized Wakanda was mm. really cool. What disappoints me a lot with Black Panther, because I did watch it recently, mm. is that Michael B. Jordan as a villain just wasn't strong enough. Really? In my opinion. And I was just like, Oh, no, it's not as good. It was very emotional. Mm. He was a very emotional villain. Do you think it's because you could reason with him that he wasn't as good as a villain because you could sort of see... And that was intentional. Because, but, personally, but personally, I could reason with Thanos. Um, oh! Yeah, I, I could see where he was coming from. There's way too many people there. But I'm scared weird, <laughs> weirdly, What I was going to say, the two things yeah. about Black Panther, I was going to say Michael B. Jordan as a villain, I actually did. I liked him as mm. a person. And also, re-watching some of the way Ryan Coogler like, imagined the set, so like the um, colours in the fight mm -hmm. scene. Mm -hmm. incredible, incredible, incredible. But yeah, as you said, as a standalone, I, c I haven't gone back to it. Do you no, know what I mean? No. What about you? I haven't watched it back again. I can't yeah. like, I'm not like huge, huge in films. And yeah. I saw Black Panther in like the cinema and stuff. And it was just a wavy moment. Yeah. Mm. But since then, I've just heard like conversations of people yeah. being like, you know what, Black Panther? Don't know if it aged that well. Mm. In my in my memory, it slaps. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another question then. Do you guys think like, so for example, with like something like Black Panther, yeah, yeah. do you think like, it even matters how good the film was, or do you think that the Ooh. moment is something that will stand the test of time itself? I, I think the latter, well. yeah. The moment is bigger than the quality. It's much, yeah. much bigger than the film because Ooh. outside when I watched it again, I, d I actually did watch it. Re it was recently after Chadwick's unpassing because I just wanted mm. to feel that thing yeah, again. Mad, but um, it wasn't the same because the excitement and, you know, for some people, they dressed up to go and watch this. It was yeah. like, in the cinema, you're like screaming with people. But like, it was such a huge mm. moment. Yeah. It, it's so much, so much bigger than the film. It's so much bigger than Ryan Coogler. And yeah. It's bigger than every single person in that movie. And I would say a lot of um, Kanye West music, like outside of the time, it's quite difficult mm. to really like get into Ooh. it. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't there. Yeah, because I'm, I'm the opposite. <laughs> Even really? with films, like I'm, the, the, the quality has to be there. If I can't, you know me, yeah. I'll hear one song yeah. and I'm listening to just that song yeah. for the whole week. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm a repeater. I love going back i'm big on it has to be bigger than the moment that's what i know that you were actually like a good you know what i mean you are a good piece of art if mm. away from the moment i could go back to you and that's what we're talking about with mm. lauren hill she recreates moments yeah. because seeing her do the miseducation on tour 25 yeah. years later deep in that i wasn't even alive when it came yeah. out and it felt like i'm telling you there were millions of people i i was the only person in that concert mm. like she was singing directly to me and like that's facts because when you transcend moments that's how i know that you yeah. actually are are you are because you mm. bring the moment with you but wherever what, you go i completely agree with everything that you just said but i always think what it would have been like to be there or to be my age right now when a college dropout came out Facts. what would I that, that i understand mm. that we still love it and we can still go back to it. and even my, my little brother's 16 he'd been listening to that since he was like 14 he yeah. loved it i don't know i'm just like how do you yeah. timeless when you hear other people who were young at that time speak about it it's just like that moment we were at the right age i would say when a good kid mass city dropped mm. and we lived that moment mm. and it was just whoa this guy has come on the block and it's just 
wow the shift right what? it is bigger than the moment mm. as well because it it, it it did age really well but like i always just consider what it would have been like if i was if miseducation if dropped and i was there present and i was living it in mm. that moment it would have just been huge and would i even see it past that but do you don't think it could like sway your opinion on it do you not think that when you when things are like away from the moment you're actually able to see it for what not just for what it is 100%. but what it is to you which 100%. i think is so so important a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah Okay. I'm like a mix of you both in like a weird way because I'm quite like a nostalgic mm. listener. Mm. So like for me, like for example, if it's something with Kanye or like Watch the Throne or yeah. Cooking My City or something, to me it's kind of irrelevant of how good it is just because the moment slaps so much. Yeah. That, every, <laughs> that, that every time I go back to it. If you're reading it, it's too yeah, late. The moment. <gasps> that's what I'm saying. It's huge. It's huge. Massive. I literally yeah. remember. Oh my gosh, but I remember walking down the street to school, <laughs> legend coming on, and I'm like, I can't get past blown, it. I can't get blown. past it. I keep rerunning it, rerunning it, rerunning it. At that school, I'm like, I can't, I was late for school. It's mad. I was going to say, yeah. so that's why like, for me, like, if it's like even Black Panther or something, if I was to watch Black Panther it's again, not, rather than judging it, I'll be like, I'll kind of go back to the moment, and all of that nostalgia will just come back in it. So I'll just enjoy it the same as yeah. the first, not the first time, but like... Well, Jeez. any remaining <laughs> thoughts? Nah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we covered it all. All still. right. So yeah. uh, let's just do closing statements, just cause, <laughs> like, just to really complete. This has been a good. This has been a cool. good. This like, in the studio. It's been, I need to. I think there is a lot of external pressure when it comes to sequels. I also am so against the idea of um, structure in terms of sequels because i do feel like even though you can deviate a lot of people will tend to stay within that structure even though the consumer might have high expectations for a sequel it also doesn't help the creative in creating the sequel or whatever after that because what end up ends up happening is that they don't meet that expectation and instead of people watching something objectively and seeing it for what it is they start to match it up to the original completely write off that person as a writer as a musician or whatever if it doesn't feel right then move on short and sweet i feel like the youth today they're always right and there's a wise saying that goes among the youths which is first is the worst second is the best <laughs> unless you're the motion then it always slaps how could he not win how could how could he not Come win on, how could he not win like, <laughs> i can't lie i can't lie this was fixed from the beginning i was always going to choose sequels are better because season two of the motion slapped yeah. and if you miss out then if you miss out i can't lie we're, we're still there we're still on spotify we're still we're, still, like, we're actually on amazon music as well like what would you say is some of your favorite episodes yeah, from, if okay, from this top, season top, top, okay top, let's top get this yeah let's go oh, wait, this, this let's was so I would say my favorite episode. <laughs> answer the question you asked. Was definitely um, the one your sister and that girl did. Really? I forgot it. Yeah. Where we were talking about um, abolition. Mm. I think it was so timely as well. And I really liked it because I actually changed my opinion at the end. I was really like against abolition. But when I heard her speak and talk about the other reasons for, I was like, whoa. Like this thing actually makes a lot of yeah. sense. So it was crazy that a podcast was able to sway my opinion. Educational, like that. It's do you mad. know what? It was mad. To be honest, like I think a highlight for me of the season was just Battle of the Goats. I like hey. it was yeah. just so high energy. <laughs> 
and it's just like obviously Hard I got to, to contain, I got it? to debate. I didn't have to be like yeah. neutral. You know what? I really enjoyed the last episode about the albums being longer. Like oh big, up, big up, wise, God, big up, big up, up. No, 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 no. no. That was no, I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. That was I started ranting. Too yeah, I know. It. I have to shout that episode out because Opera and Waz were obviously the first guests on it, and yeah, I think like obviously we had all just done it for the first time. Like I didn't know what the bag was. I didn't. I think just to see them like just comfortable. Opel yeah. was Opel was making me laugh so much. Waz came with like a vendetta because he's never won and he still hasn't won. So he was like, "This would be my day." It was just no, that Waz was been that on was the show a lot. And he still hasn't won, man. Good listen, still. Big up, big up, lost in the sauce, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for real. Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Literally just say lost <laughs> in the <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I've never seen you get as passionate as you did in the one with. Um, Sports fans. Oh, oh, so oh yes, yeah. Highlight, shout out, shout out, that, shout out, shout out, Darren Joel, shout out, Darren Why were you so heated? I just, you know what? I could go into a room like not having an opinion, yeah, and just and yeah. like get into a two-hour argument with someone like fix this. Yeah, that's top ten moment. <laughs> YouTube on Edge, not even on Free Tea on Edge. <laughs> Don't miss us too much. Follow us on Instagram. We have some things to keep you company throughout this break. But I need to sleep, so take care. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.